It's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Had fun trick-or-treating last night. Hopefully you did as well. As I was telling Kat today, today, depending on how active you were last night with your kids over trick-or-treating, this is like the Monday after the Super Bowl. Like, you want to sleep in, but you kind of want to know how everybody else's night went, too. My kids did uh, get one round of king-size bars. Oh, really? Yeah, we had one round of king-size. Did you get any of your kids? That's all we passed out were, were the king-size. Size. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you were that, well, you were trying to buy the... Uh, affection of our neighbors? Of your neighbors. I mean, if it was a kid that we knew was a neighbor kid, then we passed out the king-size bar. If we thought that it was somebody that just dropped their kids off in the neighborhood <gasps> to go trick-or-treat. You had the you had two buckets. Two buckets. <gasps> one for the neighbor kids. And, and one, one for, for the kids you liked. <laughs> well, and, and then a different bucket for the kids that we knew were being bussed into the neighborhood. Oh! <gasps> Come on, don't tell me that people don't go into neighborhoods and bust their kids in and then just kind of go through the... I don't know that how many people have two different buckets to hand out. Oh, that's common, I would think, right? 260-467-9500. Gosh, somebody call... Come on. Seriously? You have two different buckets, one for the kids you like, and then there's other kids you don't know, so they get like bubble yum. And then everybody else gets king-size Reese's, Snickers, and Hershey bars. The king-size goes to the kids in the neighborhood. The other bucket goes to the kids that you don't know. Yes. <laughs> right? I don't think that's very uncommon, but evidently we'll find out. Sandy in the morning. Hi. You want to weigh in on Cat being two-faced? been giving away king size candy bars to my neighbor kids for years but they, they have a separate bowl for each <laughs> yeah you're a separate bowler yeah you gotta take care of those kids that live close to your house exactly because they're the ones more likely to like egg and teepee you no right? because you like them. that's why you give them something oh. special <laughs> so they don't so they don't you buy off the neighborhood kids and the kids that live outside the area, they get the random grab bag of hard, stale candy. Hey. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Andy in the morning. Hi. Go ahead. I did not hand out separate bowls of candy, but when we were out trick-or-treating in our town, there was a lady who had a regular bowl of candy and a bowl of full-size candy bars. And she was handing them out to the kids who had the better costumes who had put a little bit of thought and effort yes. into yes. the costume. My niece got one of them. I also have heard in the past of people who actually say, trick or treat, happy Halloween, and then thank you. Yes. I've known them to get like an extra candy from like, you know, some bitter, angry old woman who hates that kids today don't have manners. So, okay, I see it. Andy in the morning, hi. Cats, two different trick or treat bowls. Go ahead. Cat, you know I have two different trick or treat bowls. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am. See, I'm not the only one, Andy. <laughs> All right, explain your two bowls. You are not. We have big candy bars like the uh, Kit Kats, the uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. But we have families that will drive their van and let out like 20 kids. Yes. Yes, they just dump them in your neighborhood, don't they? <laughs> yes. Yep. They do. Yep, they bust them in. They bust oh, these kids yes. in. Go to the nice neighborhood. Yes. Let their kids, you know, and go you give them the, the, the crap candy. <laughs> and then uh, everybody That's else gets... Crap. It's not crap. It's like the little fun size. Fun size, okay. And they each get one piece. Yes. I'm with you. I am totally with you. Uh, Thank you. Absolutely. You are welcome. (laughs) Oh, my God.
Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. My family, uh, we're doing family photos tonight. You know how we live in an Instagram, Facebook world where we hire photographers to come to your house or you meet them at like some sort of backdrop that they've picked out and it's gotten more competitive right I mean back when you used to take family photos when I was growing up we only did it one time and it's for like the church bulletin directory like the church directory of like oh the Beckmans have been coming 10 years or, or you'd go to like Sears or like a department store would have like a backdrop. Right. And that most of the time, that's where you took your kids. It's a completely different game. This is where social media has really changed it, where you're like, hey, I'm going to document this stuff. One of the things we mentioned at elementary school photos, people pass on even getting that picture done at the school. They pass because they hire an individual photographer to come take pictures of, you know, the family and you individually. Like everybody in the family is getting headshots. And they're 10 times better. Here's the thing, though, about photography it's gotten competitive mm. you know like if like if you want a fall foliage so- shot and you want some random field you know how have you seen that like here's yes. a here's a couch in a random field <laughs> and like you like the photographers bring all that stuff but more times than not they have to like ask permission to okay. be on the property of yeah. somebody else if it's not their property and so photographers are like paying the farmers money so they'd be like hey I know you probably don't care we're taking a quick picture nobody really cares but I also I want to pay you so that this is my spot and so other photographers can't come and shoot in your meadow your field your tree line in the background your rustic barn so they're doing it to like you know knock so, out the competition yeah and so yeah and they you know you don't feel so sneaky about it but yeah that's that's one of the things people are doing well, th- this weekend, my friend was uh, getting her son's senior pictures taken over the weekend, and she was telling me all about the process of the different spots that they went, much like what you were just saying. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I asked her how much it costs for her senior photos because I wanted to get an idea. I know these things have changed, Andy, since you and I got our senior photos. But then she said that she had to tip on top of the price, like you know, I'll say it's between 250 to $350 to get the senior photos taken. Sure. And then she talked about the tip. Wait a minute. We never tipped. I as never a tipped. Hang My on. Who asked for the, nobody asked for a tip. Did she tip on her own? No, I think it was expected. It was implied because she has all this editing to do. She said that the lady took like 400 photos or something. But that's built into the photo session. That's what I thought she was paying for. That's why like you're paying, like I always thought these things cost like, like senior photos in particular because you're doing wardrobe changes and different backgrounds. mm -hmm. They're like 600 bucks. You're paying because of the editing time. Uh, Andy in the morning, hi. Tipping photographers on family photos or senior pics. Go ahead. Yeah, so I don't understand it because like when you're a photographer, you're the business owner. You're not like a line level employee. So you're the one that sets the price. You're the owner. You don't need to tip them. Right. Yeah. It's kind of what I thought. Thank you for the call. Andy in the morning, hi. Talking about tipping on family photos or senior pictures. Uh, Family photos. You do tip. Do you tip at the end or do you tip after they take the picture? Um, At the end, generally, yeah. What's customary? 20%? Um, It just depends. I think it really should be like be what you want but their fees are normally just their like bait fee of what like the minimum amount would be and then they could spend extra time and and energy on your photos and and so i always feel like you know you tip for other services i would definitely tip for my family photos okay all right thank you for the call something we didn't know right andy yeah i 
I, I mean, I guess that's my whole point is I, I've probably been rude to photographers because I, I just... I mean, I didn't know either. If I were to go get my son's senior f- pictures done right now, I wouldn't know to tip I wouldn't them. tip. I w- You're supposed to tip, nah. I guess. I At least know. that's. I got to tell you, trend. I'm still not sold on it. I'm still not sold. I'm paying you up front. Editing's part of the service. You should ask your photographer tonight. I'm not going to ask him straight up if they expect a tip because that puts them on the spot. Have her take the pictures. I'll get everything done. I'll pay her and then I'll go, hey, like a month later. Do people tip? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put her on the spot tonight. No. No. You don't want to offend her. Right. Okay. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. We're asking for a kind of a candy check-in with parents. If you got something other than candy or something interesting last night where your kids were trick-or-treating. You know, I don't know. Uh, We put together a decent list of items. Like, it doesn't have to be bad. Like, it could be like, I don't know, beef jerky. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, something other than candy, slime, Swiss Miss packets, Capri Suns, because kids get thirsty while they're out there, little bottles of water. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, what did your kids get other than candy while you're out trick-or-treating last night? 260-467-9500. We just like to do a little check-in. Now, last night, uh, I was out trick-or-treating, so we just did the random honor bowl at our house. Mm-hmm. And I came back. And people kind of, you know, they were honorable. They were honorable. Yeah, nobody uh, like took the whole thing and poured it into their basket, basket, yeah. which is sometimes what I think is going to happen. So, uh, we'll check in here with a little candy check in. What did your kids get last night that was interesting and unique? Sandy in the morning. Hi, go ahead. My granddaughter got seeds for a trick or treat. Strange thing she got was seeds. Yeah, like flower seeds. Oh, oh to like plant, wow. to to plant, plant flowers. flowers. That's different. Now, did she like it or hate it? She hated it. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> yes. Andy in the morning. Hi. All right, Candy, check in. What were some of the items your kids collected last night that were interesting? Go ahead. Uh, three of my kids got cans of tuna and one got a can of refried beans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, people. He came back all funny and said, look at what we got. Oh, my gosh. So the kids thought it was amusing. Yes, very. So did my husband. Oh, Refried beans, man. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. It was the tuna. The kids just said they'd at least eat the refried beans. Uh, yeah, the tuna is a tough sell. I mean, that is no doubt. That is cleaning out your pantry yes. right there. Wow. Yes, pretty much. Oh, good. Hey, thank you for the call this morning. I appreciate it. Bye. Uh Andy in the morning. Hi. Go ahead. My niece and nephew received cough drops. Stop it. Cough drops? Oh, my gosh. Cough drops. Cough drops. What? Granny accidentally gave him cough. I got to tell you, good thing. Did you, uh, at least was it a good one? Was it like a cherry flavor? I'm not sure. My brother just sent me a picture and oh. said, hey, look, they got cough drops. Oh, cough drops. Oh, Mike, well, at some point you'll use them this fall, probably more than likely. Thank you for the call. There's some flavor of cough drops where I'm like, who in the right mind? Like, the, li- like eucalyptus. Licorice? That is some stuff. By the way, when it comes to candy, can we can we all agree, who liked black licorice to begin with? I, I don't Isn't know that, that any- straight up the worst flavor? Isn't that also like Jägermeister flavor? Yes, it is. Who drinks that? I remember people were having Jaeger parties growing up in college, and I was like, like I gotta gross. tell you. No. You can't, I mean, ugh, what? There's no other flavor to buy? <laughs> like, nothing. That is awful. <laughs> At least put something cherry in I there mean, or the, something. You wanna know why? They're like, that's the candy of the depression was licorice. I'm like, no. The, 
it's it caused the depression. Yeah. You ever ate that? That's awful. Andy, in the morning, hi. The interesting item your kid collected last night, trick-or-treating, go ahead. He wasn't, he's not my child, but my friend lives in Auburn, so they went trick-or-treating on Saturday, sure. and her son got a can of sardines. Sardines? What? Sardines, what? yeah. She sardines. posted it on Facebook, and I was dying. <laughs> yeah. Golly. I mean, that's like almost offensive. Like, I, I mean, know. Yeah, oh, it's mean to the child. What? I mean, that's nothing says I did not plan for this, but accidentally <laughs> had my light on quite like sardines. Don't tuna, answer the door. Don't answer the sardines. door. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know it was Halloween, who are you? <laughs> I mean, Living who, under are, who are you? Morning, it's Magic 95.1, and we are getting set here for a mystery riddle. If you don't know how this segment works, I read a little riddle, a little whodunit. So if you like shows like NCIS or CSI or you like movies like Sherlock Holmes or Clue, a little whodunits, we read a scenario and then you have to uh, see if you can't figure out the riddle. The first listener to figure out the riddle will then win what today? Oh, we have a caramel apple from DeBrand Fine Chocolates. Mm. Uh, all right. Here we go. Let's set the stage. All right. For... Who is the smartest listener this morning? Who should be a full-time detective? Are you ready? Yes. I'm nervous. I always get nervous <laughs> that like no one will solve it, but yet in my history of doing this. Like on the first they try, always usually. Solve it right, they solve it right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. On a dark and stormy night, a man who owned a casino invited some friends for a visit. The men all placed their money on the table right before the lights went out. Mm. When the lights came back on, the money was gone. Mm. The owner of the casino wanted to discover who stole the money. So he put a rooster (laughs) in an old rusty bucket. He told everyone to get in line. And touch the bucket one at a time when he turned the lights off again. He said the rooster would crow when whoever robbed the money touched it. Hmm. After everyone had touched it, the lights came back on, but the rooster hadn't crowed. The man told everyone to hold out their hands. After examining all the hands, He pointed out who the robber was. How did he know who stole the money off the gambling table? Uh, 260-467-9500. We got a dark and stormy night. We got casino. We got friends that are cheating. We got a rooster in a bucket. Andy in the morning, cat with me as well. Good morning. You want to get us started? Who's this? This is Devin. Devin? Yes. All right. Are you on speakerphone? I am. Do you want me to turn? If you can, but if you're driving, go ahead. Go ahead. Just see if you can solve it. Okay. Okay. Um, this is what my daughter thinks. She thinks that it's because the rooster bit their hand. That is not the correct answer. No, not it. That is not right. Okay. It's a little bit of a stumper this morning. Andy in the morning. Hello, who's this? It's Harold. Harold, bring it home for yes, me, buddy. What do you think? Well, I'm thinking 
The one that uh, had the cleanest hand. The one that had, but why? Why? Because the ones that touched the bucket would have a dirty hand. Because they would have rust on their hands from touching the bucket. The thief who stole the money when the lights were out wouldn't touch the bucket at all. He's the guilty party. He would have clean hands. That's right, Harold. You're exactly right. Thank you. All right, Harold, I'll tell you what, if you hang on, uh, Kat's going to grab some info, and we're going to mail you uh, uh, a DeBrand Caramel Apple, okay? Nice. Thank uh, you. There you go. All right, hang on, okay? Does that make sense to everybody, or is that the most confusing riddle of all time? No, it makes sense now. Now that I heard it a second time, it makes sense. Okay. Because so, the guilty is not going to touch the yeah, bucket at all. Everybody turns the lights off. I want to grab you. Touch the rooster with the rusty bucket. Everyone who is... Innocent. Innocent is going to go ahead and follow suit yeah. and avo- and touch the bucket. They all had rust on their hand. The guilty party, when the lights were out, would pretend to touch, not touch at all. And then that's when you realize you don't have any marks on your hand. And that means you were the one who stole the money. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. I uh, have a quick little update on our proposed undie run I'll get to very quickly. And then I can share with you how I went to a diaper party over the weekend. Oh, that's interesting. And my cousin is getting ready to be a father for the first time. And so he had a diaper party. And I don't think Kat knew what a diaper party was. Well, I knew it consisted of diapers, but I didn't. I I don't know. I I thought it was like a, a shower for you and your wife, Mel. But no, it's for guys only. Yeah, it's so so women have the baby shower. And they shower them with practical gifts like, I don't know, burp rags and towels and, you know, cribs and and all that stuff. And then lately the trend has been for men, if you haven't heard about this, this trend's been around for five or ten years. uh, The the dad-to-be has a diaper party where he provides the food and drink, Mm -hmm. booze, soda, water, pizza, and then you bring, you know, a box or two of diapers to offset the cost, that's the diaper party. And so how long is this diaper party? Here, is it me, like two and a half hours long? Uh, like as long as you want to stay. Oh. Two hours, two or three. Here's the thing about men. I, I don't like to make blanketed statements, but I'm going to make one. We tend to do parties, I'm not saying better than women, but we have less guilt attached to them. Like you guys, when you have a baby shower, it's an all-day affair. You guys make yourselves play games. Like we're yeah. going to Yeah. It's organized. Organized? Yes. I it don't is know totally any organized. woman. Every time I talk to a woman, she hates going to baby showers and and uh, wedding showers. You guys hate your showers. You hate them. Well, it's five hours of your life. You can't get back. That's because doing, they're too long. They're too long. They're too long. Some, Some of them ritual are too long. of everybody goes around and sees what you give. Like men, we just sit. We scratch, we exchange gifts, we have drinks, we leave. We uh, like to pass the burden on to other women, you know, like we we share like who's going to do the invitation, who's going to bring this, who's in charge of games. We share in the the whole burden of throwing yeah. a shower. You guys are just like, hey, we get rid of the burden. Pizza. They're like, it's yes, it's not a party if there's burden. Every time I talk to women one on one, you guys all hate going. You all hate showers. You all hate them. And yet you keep throwing them. You keep throwing them. That's because it's tradition, Andy. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> you guys. You guys, you know what you guys need to do? 
bring a gift, hang out at the corner of a bar. See how, um, it how feels. is that fun for that one that is having the baby who can't drink, Andy? <laughs> that's no fun for Oh, that's her. a terrible idea. That then. is a terrible <laughs> idea. No. You know, maybe you guys should play some games to kill some time then. <laughs> Which is exactly what we do. Thank you. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. There's a storyline on our show. It has to deal with uh, Cat who is looking to take her dog, Coco, Mm -hmm. to mate. She'd like to uh, do a round of uh, puppies. And uh, they did this once a couple years ago and would like to do it again. And uh, we've learned that the process in which you go about finding a stud for Coco is interesting to many listeners and, frankly, myself. (laughs) It has to do with uh, some sort of, like, paw... Tinder thing where yes. you basically go online and they look at all these studs and the fees and how they're structured. They're not all the same. Some people you just pay for a sample. I don't know how you get the sample. Other people pay for a romp in the hay and then you uh, it's eight hundred dollars for a romp in the hay. But if you pay, if you pay an additional two hundred dollars, we'll give you a second romp. Oopsie daisy! <laughs> now I charge you a thousand dollars for a long weekend so that your dogs can get it on. Uh, but I said this is all sounds like dog Tinder, and Cat is like, guess what I found this weekend? An actual website called Dog Tinder or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, it's called Paul Mates. So it's an actual app that you can download. It's uh, it's a Canadian man that invented this. Now, is it for play dates or is it for breeding? I think it's for play dates, but I mean, he goes on to kind of tell her, tell us how um, how he's used it to. Uh, you know, get his dog some friends. Are you ready for it? Here we go. Well, it's very similar to Tinder. You swipe right on a person and they've swiped right on you. Then it starts a chat. I thought to myself that it would be great if we could find him some other playmates that uh, were sort of more his speed. That's fabulous. I think it's such a fantastic way for the dogs to get together, socialize, and then for people. You, so how did you find your studs? That's way more interesting than paw mates. How did I find my studs? Is it just like... I went to a Facebook group for poodles in Indiana and just posted on there who is studying out their miniature (laughs) poodle. And I'm telling you, I had like eight people reach out and say, hey, this is, this is Felix. You know, this is what Felix looks like. This is his genetic history. Look at Felix's paws. Look how big they are. No, you look at the DNA of the dog. For those who don't know... Cat narrowed it down for her dog Coco two studs. Two studs. One was in Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. and one is like three and a half hours away near Cat's hometown of Southern Indi- in Southern Indiana. And she actually let her dog choose, which is the most ridiculous thing in the world. She's going to have to do the deed. I want her to enjoy it. So she lays the pictures out on the f- on the ground. On the floor. Uh, she print does printouts of the dog. I know you guys think we're making this up. It's not. No. And at least, and then she actually gives the dog the choice. Yes. 
And the dog went to the one that's three and a half hours away, and now Cat feels some sort of parental guilt that she has to go mate. Yeah, you got a seven hours round trip I when know. you could just knock it out in an afternoon over here. You know, I mean, I know they were genetically about the same, but Coco is the one that's gonna. Coco is like our baby. It's our female baby in our household, and I know that she's gonna be the one doing the deed. I want her to pick which touch she wants. Did you? You tell her this is a three-hour car no, ride. No, I didn't touch. This is to understand me, Andy. Like a dog can understand. And yet you put down the pictures. Like she can understand which one she's going to pick. You don't think she's just going to sniff the paper? She's not looking at the studs. Oh my gosh, I was making mac and cheese when I did that too. I wonder if that had yes, anything. Yes, Cad, to- you were just giving me a hard time. She doesn't know what she's picking. She's just sniffing. Well, she picked the one three and a half hours away, which, by the way, a lot of people, I posted this picture on my Facebook page. Of the two studs. Of the two studs, and everybody is commenting about how big of a hot mess three and a half hour away yes, dog is. three and a half hours away dog is just looks like you picked the bad boy at the bar. Yeah, nobody wants the good Pick guy. Pick the local one that's right here, comes from good stock, went to college, got a degree, has a job. <laughs> you know? Coco picked the guy who uh, has 17 tattoos and, and owns a biker bar. And probably still owes child support yes! from litters. From litters. Er. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <sighs> Sandy in the morning.